0: the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Oral Sessions. What's going on in the world? How's everybody doing? Is everyone all right? What's going on? I like to have these one-sided conversations I know you can't answer me on, so I'll just keep blabbing into this microphone. Welcome, everyone, to the program. Uh, today on the pod, I have on... Um, why am I so obnoxious like that? Why do I have to say it like that? I don't know why I say it like that. Today on the show, on Oral Sessions, I have on two-time WWE Hall of Famer, the man himself, Rick Flair. Who doesn't love a little Ric Flair session? Just hanging out with this man, hearing him shoot the shit. Is he the most technologically savvy? Is that the word? Technology savvy? Perhaps not. But he's Ric Flair. So, you know, we we give the man a little leeway. Always. I mean, this guy is popping up everywhere these days. I mean, from his release in WWE, uh, showing up at Triple Mania, there's rumors of him perhaps showing up in all elite wrestling. I don't know if that's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I hope that it happens. I would. I mean, is he going to show up to manage Andrade? Maybe. Uh, it, to working with NWA, he's got so much stuff going on right now. So it's great to be able to hang out and have a little chit chat with this man who has many different stories to tell because he has lived it all. The thing that I found kind of the most interesting about this, it, I kind of believe actually is that he has the gene. We talk about that in here because this man has just, uh, he's got nine lives and I find it all fascinating. He uh, lives fast, this guy. (laughs) Let's get into it. Here he is, Ric Flair.
1: I'm much more entertaining than these when I've had a drink. (laughs) Didn't want to give Renee the best of on the first go-round. (laughs) And listen, I picked you over Joe (laughs) Rogan
0: Well, listen, he can't put you off a week And also, he talks shit about wrestling all the time So he can just back it up This is my spot, my space Is this your, like, first real podcast that you're doing Since your departure from WWE?
1: Absolutely I haven't talked to anybody I just laid low because it was so, so misunderstood And so, so far-fetched Jesus
0: Okay, so what was misunderstood? What happened?
1: What happened was, is that I, I had a bunch of pending opportunities. So, and I had a bunch of things that I was doing currently at the time that I signed my contract. They allowed those. Wendy got to keep her shop. I mean, these are big things. I mean, they, they gave me, I got to keep Cameo. A couple other things. And then, you know, a couple of deals kept coming along. Then I got to the point where I was asking them, I, I think I probably exhausted them asking Not to grandfather them in, but to let me do them. And then, of course, the answer was, you can do them maybe. And I just thought I thought of what I was going to say to you today and and how I could handle this. I I just decided that I I wanted to finally, which I did for three years, make a living not being an arrest and payroll. That's all it was. I've known Vince McMahon since 19. I met, well, first of all, I worked for his father in 76. I've known Vince since then. Went to work for him. He saved me when I, I had a big... To go around with WCW and a guy named Jim Hurd. Went up there in 91, stayed for a year and a half. My first WrestleMania with Randy Savage. Had the greatest run of my life. The worst mistake I ever made was going back to WCW. But (laughs) there's no animosity whatsoever. It it was just business. I wanted to try something and um, they just had a different vision.
0: What was the vision that they had for you that they wanted you to be doing now?
1: To just get paid, basically, a lot of money. Nothing was wrong with that. Like this weekend, I'm, gonna, I'm doing the 73rd anniversary of the NWA, which is a huge deal. If you were ever the, the last traveling world champion, you know, 365, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday. I mean, I did that for five years. Not a lot of people can say that. And I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to do that. Not because Vince would have said no. Would have never got to him.
0: And that's the problem. Yeah, it's like trying to get your message into Vince and then nobody wants to go say the thing to Vince because they're worried about what his answer is going to be or they won't want to take up his time. And then you're stuck not being able to do the things that you want to do or you've upset somebody.
1: You know, it doesn't really matter. Most importantly is that I didn't leave with any animosity. And I'll tell you this, when I almost died four years ago this month, I found out who my friends were when I woke up and I found out who my friends were when I left the WWE. You'd be surprised on the positive side, how many people reached out. I mean, I could also tell you people that started rumors and and I'm not going to get in. No, no need to do that. Oh, he's going to AEW. He he and Tony Connor, are friends. I mean, yeah, we are friends, but I I haven't heard a word from Tony. If he asked you, tell him I'm around. (laughs) 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 I hear you know know somebody that works there.
0: (laughs) I do. Let's patch them all in. Let's have a call. How was your conversation with Vince when you asked for the release? I know you said there's no animosity, but was it a conversation or was it just sort of like, here's my piece and I would like to be released? What kind of happened with you two?
1: I talked to Vince uh, after it was over and I just said, uh, you know, whatever path our lives take us, we're always going to be brothers. He said, you're damn right.
0: What about with Ashley? How did that conversation go with her knowing that this could be, you know, it's going to be these big headlines and everyone's going to have all different conversations that they're going to want to say or... Whatever.
1: See, that's why I'm glad we're doing this, and doing it with someone that actually understands wrestling, because you've been there. Our business is totally unique to itself from any other business. Social media, beyond belief-wise, <laughs> everybody wants to start, you know, some shit that the next says Ashley would never leave there. She's the happiest she's ever been, and obviously they're not mad at me. She'd have won it if it was real anyway, but she got, she won it because they wanted her to.
0: At it. SummerSlam with her getting the championship again? Yeah. Yeah.
1: What a great outcome. I, I was so excited. I didn't know. I was so excited for her. And it's the first one I missed.
0: What is sort of your thoughts on people assuming that Ashley gets handed everything that she has in WWE?
1: It's the worst part of social media. Absolutely not true. Uh, Renee, you've been there. You've known her basically since she started, as has Dean.
0: I know for sure. I mean, I see how much she busts her ass and how much she wants us and how laser focused she is on everything she does.
1: I try to tell her that if Renee knows and Dean knows and Roman knows and I know and Vince knows, then why do you care what the marks think? She's not the only one who gets under people's skin, you know?
0: It's hard not to. I mean, it's really hard to not open up your phone and see what people think of you and
1: there are people that hide behind a phony name i mean kiss my ass i mean geez. how would
0: you have survived with social media in your heyday
1: well you already know the answer to that <laughs> last time i saw you and dean together was in boston <laughs> you have thought we attacked bosnia <laughs> Let me go to the airport.
0: <laughs> i feel like we need to get into that story so to just set the scene, we're at the Boston Logan Airport, the Hyatt attached to it or what have you, me, John, Rick, we were up and well, so we were at the one bar until it closed. Then you went over to the other one and paid them to stay open. Yeah.
1: Then we went to the other bar <laughs> and we paid the guy to make Bloody Marys all night. I never and drinking so Bloody, Bloody Mary mix at two o'clock lady. in the morning is a
0: bad, bad situation. As we found out. Didn't you take a bump in your room?
1: I did. You know, <laughs> or, uh, well, well, I think I didn't see the bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're going through the airport and security stops you.
1: The guy was frisking me a little bit too much. I just blew a number, period. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was I went to the gate. I know when I when I went through security, I went to the bar. That was it, it was open. <laughs> and I had of course I had a couple more, then they wouldn't let me board the plane. That was the issue. They put me in timeout. <laughs> and they booked me on a three o'clock flight.
0: So I land in Las Vegas, turn on my phone, and I have like 50 missed calls from Wendy trying to track you down. I'm like, oh God. I remember like showing John my phone. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what do we do? Like what? We didn't know what had happened until we turned on our phone. We're like, oh, my God. Ric Flair detained at Boston Airport. (laughs) We can drink them all under the table and just can't get on a plane after.
1: Especially the nature boy.
0: (laughs) Would you have ever imagined that we're looking at 2021 that you are in the corner with Andrade doing an angle with Kenny Omega?
1: Holy shit. They tore it down in Mexico. My God.
0: What was the crowd like in Mexico working down there, at AAA? Well,
1: it's funny because they've seen so much that they don't really, um, they like boom, boom, boom. You know, nobody really slows it down. They slowed it down considerably. And these kids land on the back of their necks and suplex each other. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I mean, it's it's insanity. It's all stuff that we've done over the years, but not quite at that level. Certainly impact-wise, we've done it, but not at that level. And let me get in the ring. WWE won't even let me walk, upstairs, walk up the stairs for liability reasons.
0: Legit, you can't walk up the stairs. Truly, you can't.
1: I can't. I can stand in the ring. But, I mean, I, you know, Renee, I, I kind of, like I said, I don't want to die in the ring or on top of Wendy. It's A or B. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What better ways are to go what I did for a living or with the one I love? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Agreed. 100%. <laughs> Big time. Woo. How was working with Kenny? What was he like?
1: What a great kid. I'd met him before I got to go in that cruise. Dean wasn't on it. He'd gotten off already. Um, that Jericho cruise a couple of years ago. And so I got to meet those guys. And now um, that was a special situation where I'd already committed to Chris prior to signing my contract, and Chris talked to Vince, and it worked out great. I didn't go around the wrestlers that much. I went to see him a couple times, you know. And honestly, that's something else I can do now. I can go hang around, see the guys. I got, I have friends of both places. I didn't miss SummerSlam because I uh, couldn't go to the event. They wouldn't let me go to the event. I'd already made a commitment, so I couldn't get out of it. But I had never missed one of Ashley's events. So I was wrecked, you know.
0: I know you love being there with her, but I mean, she crushed it. Like you said, she seems like she's just in a great space right now. She is fire. She's she always seems to me like she's crushing it. Like, not to blow smoke up your ass or her ass, but, like, I really marvel at what she's been able to do over the course of her career and her um, her attentiveness to her craft. Because she just continually does get better. She always looks better. She speaks better.
1: She is so much better than I ever was in the ring. I certainly couldn't have done a corkscrew moon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't.
1: I can do a course, into the bottle there so I can see the bar from here. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're able to watch SummerSlam. You see Charlotte uh, win the Raw Women's Championship. Now a uh, 12-time champion, 14-time champion. Where is she at? I'm losing count at this point. 12. It's 12 times. It's 12. Yes. And then uh, the Bianca Belair-Becky Lynch match. What did you think of that?
1: I didn't like it. Sometimes I don't understand what they do with anybody, Ashley included, you know, but I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I think I thought Bianca had worked so hard. She's really a nice person. I like her husband. They seem very close. I mean, there's a lot of things that make her pretty unique. And I think that, you know, I, I actually was hoping that someday and I thought it could be Bianca and Charlotte could really be huge one day. I mean, obviously the two best athletes in the women's division, I mean, both division one athletes, legitimately, and that's a whole different way of telling a story, building up to an event. You know what I mean? Plus that fact that they can do some stuff that nobody else can.
0: I just seem like nobody got over from having a moment like that. I mean, Becky is going to be Becky, and the crowd's going to love her no matter what the situation. But it didn't really seem to do much for either of them.
1: That's because she's a man.
0: Would you like? Would you like to elaborate on that, <laughs> sir?
1: No. no. <laughs> I'd like to, but I'm going to...
0: You've decided uh, not to?
1: Yeah, I decided not to. I talked about it with you, but if she's happy with that, I'm happy with it. What are you going to do?
0: What is your take on um, just sort of the state of wrestling right now and how many stars there are that have become so successful outside of WWE that don't necessarily need that big machine behind them anymore to uh, to have these accolades and have success in wrestling?
1: Well, it's only going to be a select few. It doesn't matter what company they work for. And ultimately, it ends up to be a select few that do that and are in a position to do it. I mean, anything I have right now is from nothing I did at WCW. This is all my stuff now, all the cameos, all they want to talk about is Limousine Ride, Jeff Lyle. Well, I was saying that in the 80s. And what's the irony that that's YouTube and Vince's Library, which is now streaming on Peacock. I mean, even though I'm not there, I am there. Hypothetically, if I wanted to go to work at AEW, I would go to him and say, I want to do this because I want to get back in the ring and I know you don't like that. I want to be able to do something if I want to get knocked down or something. And he'd say to me, ultimately, what's best for you is best for me.
0: Is that something that you want to do?
1: Get back in the ring and entertain? Absolutely.
0: But do you want to do it at AEW?
1: What, A or B? Yes. I would ask him first. I mean, because I owe that to him. I got a text from Randy Orton. I can't read it to you. I don't have it. But let me tell you something. If you're at AEW and the four horsemen get together, Everybody in the world watches. Oh,
0: my God.
1: So you got Arne Tully buried sitting down here about a mile from here, and J.J. flying in. And you do a half-hour interview with Shivani and Jim Ross.
0: That would be insane. I mean, I could also lend a hand and do some of this interview. You could bring me in.
1: I could introduce you. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, first time AEW color, play-by-play, Nene. <laughs> <laughs> I would have
0: to go by Nene. We could just start it there. Nene. 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 So while we're going here, I must bring it up. I mean, obviously you saw that you were trending on Twitter last week. Did you see this?
1: Oh, yeah. How I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> so did the world. What
0: What was... Not I mean. know it wasn't you. I mean, I looked at him like, first of all, he's not wearing a Rolex. There's no way that that could be Rick. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, exactly. God. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else noticed <laughs> I
0: did a quick scan. I was like, there's no way that's Rick. Um, but I feel like that's something that you could have pulled off at some point or another. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Okay, listen. You know what? Here's the problem. When you're a bad boy, it follows you around <laughs> the rest of your life. <laughs> Once a bad boy, always a bad boy. Woo!
0: How much does that stuff make you laugh though? That people are still like, oh my God, that's gotta be Rick Flair. That's the best.
1: I laugh at a lot. Wendy, not so much.
0: (laughs) If I saw something like that and somebody said that it was John, I'd I'd be like, hey, that's not that funny.
1: Two things I don't do anymore. I don't ride choo-choo trains and I don't send pictures.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Smart. Keep that bill clean. No, thank you.
1: God, I've got to. Yeah, you're not a trained guy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) 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 the best. (laughs) Ah. Okay, well, we had to clear that out of the way because that cracked me up. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new users up with enhanced 30 to 1 odds for the first big college football game of the season. That's right. Pick either Georgia or Clemson to win and you could turn a $5 bet into a $150 payday. You heard that right, my friends. Sign up and make your first deposit to kick off the college football season on America's number one sportsbook. There's no better place to bet college football than FanDuel Sportsbook. It's so easy to use. Honestly, if I can use it, you can use it. Super simple to navigate in these fast payouts. You get paid in as little as 24 hours. You can make that money, honey. So make the most of college football this week with enhanced 30 to 1 odds on Georgia versus Clemson. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code Renee. that's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus in present Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. Must wager in designated offer market. $10 $10 first deposit required, $150 max bonus. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, New Jersey, and Virginia or 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. and Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Okay, so you were talking about your health earlier. How how are you feeling? How are you doing? Because I
1: mean, it was four, four years ago this month. I feel great. You know, one of the reasons I'm down here is I drive... To land a lakes to train with Rob every day. Stop! Five days a week, yeah. I made such a commitment to myself. My health was great, everything. But I got, I have to have something to, um, to motivate me to really work out hard. So when I got to go, when Vince called me and asked me to go to Saudi Arabia, I worked out like I was going to Saudi Arabia to wrestle, right? The doctor said you can get knocked down, you can do anything you want. A few things you're not supposed to do. But the fear is that I got that pacemaker now, right? The longer it's in, the more muscle grows over where it's protected, right? So Roman made this big comeback. And I got up to feed Roman went, but Vincent told him, absolutely hands off. And I understand it. But like I said, what a way to go, right?
0: Do you, is that going to be a situation? Do you think that there that will happen where there's one more match to like be able to have some physicality in the ring?
1: No, I could be part of a match. I'd be happy doing that. Uh, there's another example, me and Andrade against Sting and uh, Darby Ray Darby. Yeah. What a great deal. That is so entertaining. The day day they were doing that thing where they were tapping their chests and stuff like that. I, I could see Sting is having the best time of his life. He's one of the best guys to ever come along in our business.
0: Such a sweet dude. He you really is. He's a such bit, a good right? guy. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, when he, when he was back in WWE for a little bit and I've been able to interview him a few times,
1: he's very sweet. That should be on Dean's bucket list
0: honestly, that needs to happen at some point. Um, okay. So back to your health a little bit. What, what was that like for you with your health when you were like, when you were in the hospital and cause that lasted a long time, it was
1: scary. Well, my health, I had 20% chance to live. Nobody wants to tell you anything less than that. So I wasn't aware of any of it. And um, I woke up 31 days later, all I did was dream. And I only can remember one part of the dream that I felt bad about and that was an argument I had with my uh, mom and dad's cousins over on my mom and dad. Otherwise, everything that I dreamt, Ashley got married. I dreamt about everything. All good dreams, which is, which is a good thing, I think. I dreamt I was wrestling Triple H. And, you know, a lot about my family, some about my parents. But when I got out, I didn't know this until, because nobody wants to tell you, they didn't give me six months to live. They thought it was a miracle that I woke up to begin with. I text Vince, man. Showed him my blood pressure. I said, I'm out of here, man. I always text him. I text him when I... I didn't know about the one surgery. When I had to go and be at a surgeon, I say, he goes go, Vince, please make sure when he's cool. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> but I text him that. I text him that before they put me out. <laughs> and I wake up and he, he said, absolutely.
0: <laughs> you have lived your life to the absolute maximum and fullest Considering everything, I mean, through plane crashes to being in a coma for 30 days. Like, how the hell do you do? What is like, what is it? What do you
1: sort of attest this to? I understand I got the gene.
0: <laughs> He's got the <a> gene.
1: <laughs> you know what the gene is, right? What's the gene? How much time you got here? Get the gene. So my wife, Tiffany, the one who stole five robes. Speaking of lost treasures, she and Ashley's mom called her one day I don't know, and said, come over here and I need to show you something. I've told this story to maybe 10 people, but it, people love it. So, Tiffany, I don't know why she paid any attention. She went over and Beth said, I just saw on the History Channel that one 100 million people are like him. He has a gene. He can't get AIDS. He can't get syphilis. He can't get gonorrhea. He should be dead by now. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. So, I told her the story, and every damn hunter texted me he said, You got the gene. <laughs> That's hey,
0: amazing.
1: Listen, they've all had life insurance on <laughs> forever. <laughs> they way to cash it? I'm not giving them a dime.
0: <laughs> They're not getting it anyways because you got the gene. You're good. You're good. You're good to go until infinity and beyond. Um, earlier, when we first started talking, uh, you mentioned that you really realized who your friends were when you were sick and in the hospital. Who were some of those people?
1: I had 171 Texans. I woke up. Like September 14th, I was 31 days in ICU. Then I had to go from there to learn how to walk and how to basically just function. I didn't I didn't even know, Renee, when I was in the rehab facility, I didn't even know I had the stoma on. That's how audible I was until I got home Wendy said we got to change. I said, change what? And I looked down under my shirt and I had that the bag. I didn't even know what the rehab center. I knew I was getting a lot of attention, but I was still so out of it. I didn't know what was going on.
0: You can drink now, right? You can drink now.
1: Hell yeah. Yes. Red wine and, and Mick Ultra and Ric Flair wine. I have my own line of wine coming out now, too, October.
0: You better be sending me some of that. Well, I can send you whatever you need. Oh, that's awesome. Wine and Mick Ultra. That's all I have in my fridge here, anyway. So me and you are simpatico.
1: You want Chardonnay, Pinot, Naples? I'll it. take
0: all of it. I'll take all of it. I love that. See, you're a businessman. You're making all these things happen. I'm excited for you to just like, I'm excited for this new lease on life. You're like a free man.
1: Wendy's a businesswoman. <laughs> True. I, I don't think I'll ever be the most organized person. I certainly am never going to be a technology. Uh, <laughs>
0: what, what's your take on locker rooms now versus when you were in your heyday? When we heard sort of Undertaker spin on everything a while ago when he was talking about it on Joe Rogan's podcast, what do you think?
1: The locker room is just different now because, um, I, you know, the guys are just, I, I don't think the level of camaraderie is the same, which I feel bad about. The camaraderie was everything for me. The four horsemen, I mean, guys. Listen, the only reason we don't go wide open with it, because Arne's still married.
0: <laughs> Sweet Arn. I love Arn. What a guy. Here's
1: the thing, Renee, It's not even about women as much as how much fun we had. My God. I mean, it's all around drinking, I and mean, that's all it is. Not drugs. I mean, you know, I'm not saying nobody did any drugs, but we just had the best damn time. Four guys just doing their thing and four guys are really good at what they were doing. And J.J. Dillon, I mean, how much better does it get than J.J., right?
0: Oh, my God.
1: So that's why I'm saying that's that's something that I'd bet Tony some money if we could pop a number. Yeah, I would guarantee it. Like, if we could advertise it, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, giddy up. Let's do it.
1: It's funny to this day, like what I'm doing now, you ask me, like this weekend, I've got I know this is going to air next week, but this weekend I'm working for Ryan Fitterman, this big Comic-Con in Houston. So it's like seeing all the guys again. That's obviously the money is a big part of it. But I get the, I already kept, I text Kevin Nash, I'll see you at the bar, Big Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I bish off and I mean, it's getting to see all the guys, Pete Rose, Mike Tyson. I mean, these are guys I've been friends forever. Dennis Rodman, that damn Dennis man.
0: It's pretty amazing, though, that you are still such a pop culture icon. I mean, from like Bad Bunny, Migos. I mean, you are you don't quit. I feel like people that might not even necessarily know you from wrestling, and this is obviously a much gen, a, a younger generation, but people that are seeing you popping up in like bad with Bad Bunny and Migos, like it, you have like this whole other wind to what you can still do career wise.
1: I'm fortunate. That's all there is. Lucky, good time in life, right place healthy, and finally found the right one. And I'm the first one to tell you, I'm sure it was really hard for anybody to marry to me. I can make jokes about it, you know, and, but I'm certainly not throwing any shade on myself. That was a lot to come on. <laughs> hey. Yay. Hey, my husband, Rick yeah. Flair. <laughs> Shame on you. With, um,
0: Rick, with Dark Side of the Ring, they're documenting the plane ride from hell.
1: God, I've heard about it too. <laughs> Just when things are going good for me.
0: <laughs> Dark Side of the Ring does a pretty great job, though, of like putting together these stories.
1: Listen, you put me on your podcast the day after. We'll see how there plays out. Because I was there and I don't care whose name I got to drop of the beat falls on me. I know who was where and who with who and what took place. I know the whole story.
0: Well, listen, I'm very happy to see you living your best life as you tend to do. You are free and clear. You are not under any kind of contract. You can show up wherever you want. I can't wait to see what that's going to be. Where do I have to go to see you down the road? I mean, I guess maybe you'll have to come to an AEW show if I'm there with John. Are you going to Chicago for the weekend? Yes. Are you gonna go? Are yes you
1: gonna be weekend? there? Yeah. I am. <gasps> the Yay. I
0: oh my god, perfect. I'm gonna be there. Yeah, Wendy, Wendy's coming too. Perfect. We have an Airbnb like in the city. You guys have to come by.
1: Here's the deal. When they hear that Nay Nay, Dino, and the Nate, you're gonna hook it up. You know, when Tony when they gave me my statue, WWE in Orlando. Tony came for the presentation and everything. So we went back to the Marriott and uh, he goes, I'm going to Nate's for one night. And the next morning he texted me. His bar bill was $8,800 every year for the next three years. He sent me $8,000 on a birthday. He's fallen off the last two years.
0: The fuck, Tony? (laughs) Let's go. Keep it coming.
1: Just because he opened a wrestling company, don't forget about the Nate's.
0: We will definitely be bringing that up 100%. He was very nice and sent us this beautiful um, custom Dolly Parton painting for my daughter's room. He's a good guy.
1: How about beautiful Jordan? He's all settled down now.
0: I know. What a babe she is. Big fan.
1: He lets Tony drink all the booze she wants and never said a word. (laughs) Those are the kind of women we like.
0: I give John the daggers. I give John the look across the room, like, shut it down.
1: You know, when I just met Dean the first time in Europe and I really got to know a little bit, so I go, I don't suppose you drink by any chance, do you? Just playing around. And he reached his back pocket and took a flask.
0: You are a bad influence.
1: Like, bad
0: God, influence. Man. I love you. I will, uh, I'll see you in Chicago. We'll be able to get together and have some cocktails once again.
1: <laughs> love you, baby. Woo! Woo! Book it, sister. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Big thank you to Rick for hanging out with me. Hopefully he can hear me okay. I don't know. I'm going to send him like some headphones or something. That's what he needs. Maybe. I don't know. More Rolexes. Let's get some more Rolexes on this guy. Um, Yeah, so thanks to Rick for hanging out with me. Love that guy. And I get to see him uh, coming up in Chicago. Get to hang out with him in real life. I can't wait. All right, guys, check me out. Um, follow my Instagram. Oh, my God, my Instagram. Yes, my Instagram. Go there, at Renee Paquette. Go check that out. Also, at The Volume Sports while you're at it. But what I meant to say was to check out um, the YouTube because all these videos are on there. So um, check that all out. Again, just uh, search my name, Renee Paquette. It'll all come up there because we've got some good interviews on there for you guys to see in case you want to see our faces instead of just hearing us here on, uh, on the pod. So all options, all different multimedia platforms for you all. Thanks for hanging out. This has been Oral Sessions.